Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 131 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, this is actually a pre-recording, I guess, before the game actually starts. Now, the reason why I wanted to do this first is Bong is back. He is right here with me. Say hi, uh, Bong. Hello, hello. Uh, so, there, news came out today that uh, Luke Wallen is basically on the hot seat. Let me actually pull up the tweet. I don't remember what the exact tweet said, but it was something along the lines of this la this four-game uh, losing streak has put a lot more pressure on Luke Walton, and he is on the hot seat. Something along those lines. Uh, that sounds like it's too bad, because mm, I, I really thought we would have pulled through with him as a head coach, to be honest. Well, uh, honestly, I don't really think this is news i mean you're on a four game losing streak They're, like as much as i you know i will unfortunately protect luke in these situations or you know take luke's side it's like you know he it's not entirely his fault like a lot of it has to be on the players but the, the reason why i want to actually record this is because they're they're going up against the pistons today and i just wanted to get a quick i guess let's just say we win this game does this do anything for you in my opinion, not really. I mean, a win's a win, and you know it should be a, an expected win. To be honest, I I know I missed out on uh, not not the E word. Don't 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 you bring up the E word. In, no, with Kings, with the Sacramento Kings here. Uh, I was gonna say that uh, I wasn't here when we were trying to uh, predict the next six games after you know uh whatever happened in the last six uh, that we did so yeah uh, i mean i'm hoping for the best to be honest uh to be honest if you know luke does happen to get fired i'm kind of wondering who's going to be the head coach next it'll probably be alvin gentry which we'll get into it like maybe later i don't think that's a solution but um okay what if we lose this game do we do we can him right away I don't think so. I think it's gonna. It's, it should be. I, I think there should be a bigger um, sample size. I mean, how many games have we played so far? Eleven. So let me see. We're five and eight right now. So, so five and 13. nine. So third. No, fourteen. Fourteen. 14. Oh, jeez. So calculus. What, what, what happened? I have no idea. It's been too long. But uh, uh, I'd say give it give it maybe towards the half season to be honest to see uh, a better sample size before jumping like boats to be honest well Luke, oh, Luke. Uh, Fong has decided to take the more reasonable route uh, you are a brave man for doing that I, I'm in the same <laughs> boat as you uh, I just I, I, I think there's a lot more to the situation and it's not on it's not solely on Luke but, you know, that's uh, that's before <laughs> this Pistons games, which is about to start right now. So we're going to go back to watching this game and we're going to catch you guys back uh, when this game is over. And let's see. Uh, let's see. If we change our minds. Yeah, we'll see you guys in a bit. game has just ended and if we sound different it's because well uh, as i just said actually um we the game just ended and it looks like luke walton is at least guaranteed one more game 
So the uh, I, I, I I'm sorry, I'm still a little lost. I just finished watching the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves game. I, that had a pretty funky ending, but uh, Kings do beat the Pistons. In fact, pretty much walloped them, um, pretty much from the start. So um, I guess what stuck out to you this game? You you want to you want to take the lead on this one? Uh I don't know. I think you should be taking the lead, but pretty much, yeah, throughout the whole game, we pretty much went for the kill for the most part. There was some hiccups, uh, I would say, during the second quarter where the Pistons did go on a 13-2 run. I think I think that was the highest they went. Yeah, 13-2 run. Uh, it didn't come close, of course, but, you know, we can't give up those runs, to be honest. Yeah, um, the Kings, I believe, never went below 16 after that opening run. So the Kings basically, yeah, they they apparently it takes uh, rumors of a coach fu- getting fired to actually fire them up because they came out with a sense of urgency. Finally, they play fast to start and they attacked early and often. They just kept attacking and attacking and, you know, credit to them for attacking but also the Pistons just could not make a shot it kind of shows you that they're pretty like, bad team <laughs> to say the least in fact this was actually pretty reminiscent of the Thunder game where the opening quarter like the Thunder just missed shots after shot after shot but in that game the Kings did not take advantage by going by you know take did not take advantage early and but in this game they basically just took the lead um, they ended the quarter uh, 31, or the first quarter, 31 to 12, and just never looked back after that. Yeah, thank goodness, because uh, it seems like while I was gone, it's either we go on a huge win streak or a huge loss streak. And luckily, when I come back, it's a, it's, I'm hoping it's going to be a win streak. Let me see what their next game I believe it's either the Raptors or the Jazz, and I believe it's actually the Jazz. Okay. So, We'll see. We'll see how that one turns out. But, you know, it, it's just good to see them come out strong. Finally, like just again, it takes apparently their coach getting fired or their coach, you know, rumored to be getting fired to really fire them up. And, you know, one main thing I want to just talk about Fox, I thought was pretty good this game. Now, I looked at his box for it. It just keeps doing it keeps doing this to me where like he it looks like he played really well but his box score stats don't really scream that you know 19 points nine assists that's nice to see shot eight for nine eight for 19 and one for four from three but one big thing i loved about fox's game he was playing some defense yeah i mean it's great to see i'm hoping it keeps up because you know detroit's not like the greatest team but you know anything we could take out of this game and hopefully we can improve on it and uh yeah speaking of next game if, if it's against the jazz then yeah we we need everything to oh, next game is it's my bad it's not against the jazz it's against the team i just watched it's against minnesota okay i think we have hope then i think it will can... be the battle of the it'll be the battle of the play in teams right right here yeah i yeah i have hope that we can win that game then and back to your worst, worst team in the league. Uh, Detroit Pistons are the fourth worst team in the league. So I guess there's solace in that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, again, like Fox, 
main thing I really noticed about him, played with actual, like, energy on defense, was, remember, I just said on the last episode, he has this too-cool-for-school mentality where he really picks his spots on offense and defense, but in this game, it felt like he was basically doing it all game. He was picking up Killian Hayes full court, he was picking up Kate Cunningham, Cunningham full court, we'll get to Kate in a little bit, like... You know, he was just like pressing up on them and it started to kind of wear them out towards the end. Like there were a few possessions where, you know, he just just really upped the intensity and just deflected the ball multiple times was, you know, just was in position for steals. Like, you know, it's good to see this type of energy. The only thing I have to say is I hope it's more consistent throughout the games and not. And this is not the exception. This game is not the exception. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, real, really quickly about uh, Kate Cunningham, and might as well talk about Kaylin Hayes too. Kate is good, like you know, he's a six-eight point guard who can dribble, shoot, and you know can actually get to the rim pretty well too. It's just doesn't really have anyone around him to help him out, unfortunately. Except Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay was nice, and you know if you guys remember last year, I was rooting to um, draft uh, Sadiq Bay, but I'm very happy about the Tyrese pickup. I was very high. I was very high on uh, Sadiq Bay, and I was very high on Killian Hayes. He did not have a good game. Um, <laughs> let me look at his stats real quick. We're gonna check. Yeah, over, over five. Yeah. Jeez, he didn't score. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was gonna say that you didn't. You don't want to see this that one. Oh man, over oh, four. For, oh my God. Yeah, I, I was high on Hayes. <laughs> He he might find he might turn it around and you know find a way to contribute, but boy, he was not good this game. Um, but back to the Kings, Halliburton, the the guy we actually picked, like was just it's one of his what I call maestro games where he was orchestrating like a maestro. He was he was controlling the game like a maestro. I, who who's the person that controls the orchestra? You know, the composer. Composer. He was a composer of this orchestra. He was get he was out there diming up people. One guy he was always diming up, Rashawn Holmes, just constantly throwing him lobs, constantly throwing him no look. Harrison Barnes like got a beautiful no look pass. Like it was just he just makes the team flow. And you know, this game like the Kings had had a few games where they only had like 20 assists, which is not good by the way. We're back up to 32. So like one of the big things is getting Halliburton back into the lineup like He's can he can seriously dime up guys, and we you know he it showed like the games that he was missing that how important he is to this team. Yeah, I I kind of hope uh, that we're gonna give him more um you know I guess uh have him handle the ball more than Fox in my opinion. I mean of course Fox you know high score and uh, all whatnot, but as in in terms of a team play. This, it really shows with Tyrese in this game. He, I, I just wish like he would attack off the catch a little bit more. Um, or yeah, have like Luke or Alvin reconfigure the offense to do that. But it seems like every every team has those people that always says the same thing. Oh, we want our guys to be attacking off the catch more, off the pin downs. So, so it just seems to be a constant thing. Like people are on Pistons Twitter were complaining about this, about oh, Kate is not attacking off the catch enough. La 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 la. Yeah, I'm 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 becoming that guy now, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know, I, I you know, I'm on the same train. But the the offense is kind of it's designed to 
know, have pick and rolls and like it's it just doesn't him not having the ball kind of hurts the offense because he he's just not a threat from outside right now. People are willing to give him that shot, give him the three point shot. I mean, so like it's tough for him to be effective without the ball. But you know, we I just hope that like the Kings could reach configure the offense to help him a little bit more on that department. But until he finds more comfort attacking the rim, which he he was pretty good this game, like he's gonna have these kinds of issues like just you know without the ball uh, and. You know, I, as you as you mentioned, Tyrese with the ball is just a magician. It, I mean, he had tennis. He only had tennises. Only had tennises. But it felt like he had twenty. Like he was just diving up guys left and right. Yeah, let's hope so. I guess. Okay. Um. And Rashawn was really aggressive, and he fin he really like attacked the rim with a certain level of ferocity. And you know, just uh, and he was also gobbling up offensive rebounds. He again, he only technically had five. It felt like everyone played a lot better than what their stats say. I guess it just shows you how much of a team effort this was. But like, he had 19 points and 10 rebounds, and four of those are offensive. And he just he just attacks the rim and you know just does his job. Like, and you know, he has that push shot of death <laughs> that I call that you know that he always seems to hit like he was just you know playing his role not doing too much and just attacked whenever needed and just do you know just do his job out there yeah for sure i mean nine for ten i mean his efficiency is off the charts i mean he is he's the glue to our now i know the saying <laughs> to, to our structure our foundation whatever i don't know yeah. where, that, where that one's going but he was good this game is what we're trying to say um, another guy I just want to quickly shout out, Metsu, 16 and 10, his first career double double. Like, it came out of nowhere when he started in a Thunder game. But, like, overall, like, he hasn't been amazing per se, but he does play with a certain level of ferocity that I love. Like, he, like, I, I talked about this, like, w when the Marvin news came out. We'll get to Marvin in a bit, by the way. <laughs> but, like, he plays like a guy that no that just all is always he, like he, it feels like he he thinks that or like he knows that you know he's only going to get limited opportunities in the nba and with those with those limited opportunities he needs to show what he's got like he's not gonna he's just not gonna have like he doesn't have a long leash for you know a lot of coaches this he needs to show what he can do so that the coach will play him more. So every minute he's out there, he's just endless amounts of endless amounts of energy. He goes for rebounds and blocks in a certain way that you don't see from like really anybody on the team. Like he really goes for blocks, you know. And it's really good to it's really good to see like a guy really cherish the minutes that he gets. Is it, how I kind of describe him. Oh yeah, and he definitely deserves it, especially from this game. And do you think? I'm wondering, do you think he's gonna be? I, I want to say permanent starter because you know we took out Mo for from the OKC game and now this game to play Matthew. Uh, do you think we'll see more minutes from him like we did today? Probably until like something happens uh, i i mean like i advocated to play mo more lot on last episode and for some reason he didn't play this game because i guess we have to give again we'll get to marvin minutes but like i i mean i don't mind it so far it's been okay he does provide a level of spacing that mo just doesn't mm -hmm. and but i do i don't love his three 
bit it's a bit streaky to say the least and i don't trust it just yet and so he proves it he, i mean he, he jacks a little bit too much for my liking anyways but like he, again he plays with a certain level of ferocity you just don't see from anyone like and that includes mo mo's a smart guy like he knows he knows kind of he kind of knows what he is and just does his job doesn't make too many mistakes but metsu plays with a certain extra level of energy and effort out there and Sometimes that can lead to just him making more plays than Mo than Mo would, mm-hmm. and yeah. So like, I don't know how long Metsu will be in the starting lineup. Even though he was technically out there for rebounding purposes, he still is a pretty small guy for a forward. I mean. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we finally kind of got to him. We'll talk about we'll talk about it a little bit more. But let's talk about how he played this game. Marvin actually played this game. He played about 18 minutes. Wow, 18 minutes. You know, he was all right out there for the most part. Like, he was out there, but he wasn't really doing too much was how I described it. Like, he I think he started out 0 for 4 in 7 minutes. Like, he was out there playing, but he wasn't really, you know, he, he grabbed a rebound and tried to score a few times but other than that like didn't really do much of anything and then you have like him you know his defensive issues the only thing i'll say about him he played with good energy like he was out there hustling you know trying to like at least trying to do stuff but like Mm -hmm. just ultimately being not exactly being effective out there yeah and it's also too bad that we haven't drawn out any plays for him because i don't know (laughs) <laughs> at this point uh you were we were talking about it i think either before or during the game that you know do we give up on marvin and in my opinion i think i'm about to give up <laughs> i i'm from the towel well like yeah go, go to, to your first point like we should draw up some plays for him i mean like this is a guy that doesn't play this is the second game he's actually played like why would there be a play drawn out for him he's got <laughs> he's it, it pretty much means he's got to go find his spot mm-hmm. or like find himself in the offense like you know if, if he just played like Rashawn, like that'd be great but he, he wants to do more than that and so he tries to create his own offense and it doesn't always lead to you know good results and you know it's not exactly worth it to sacrifice possessions just to develop him know that gives a lot of like twitter people hard on it's like oh my god just play a young guy and just let him develop you're not gonna win too many games doing that and you know you can argue kings aren't winning games anyways we could have lost this game if we gave them the ball a little bit more i'll just say that but you know he's got to be able to find his way and unfortunately i don't think it will be on the kings there just doesn't seem to be much much room for him and you know i would have advocated for playing playing mo honestly but Luke Wallen in the post game said that he played Marvin for the sake of more rebound to help with the rebounding issues. Um, so, and, you know, he kind of helped with that. He ended up with three, three rebound, three rebounds. But like it's, you know, it doesn't it doesn't account for like box outs and like guy or like balls he kept alive. So I'll give him that. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess for now, let's hope he gets some more time. Uh, maybe in the next game because since it's Minnesota. Hopefully we play with the same amount of energy so Marvin can be out there. Yeah, well, I personally wouldn't play Marvin. I can, I, I, I have a give for playing Mo, just because mm-hmm. that's a veteran that knows what he's doing and, put, mm-hmm. and you know, provides defense. I don't think Marvin, I hope Marvin doesn't play. 
I think Marvin. I think Marvin loses the game just because <laughs> really ineffective out there. It's just like his de- he's his defensive issues are well known, and if he's not outscoring his defensive issues, that's those are just lost minutes. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're not in the we're not in the department of developing anymore as we as we established earlier the, earlier this year when he when we announced that he wasn't going to be in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it is what it is. Like. And who knows? The reason why he maybe even got 18 minutes out of nowhere is to you know, like showcase them to the team he might end up being traded to. Oh yeah, I guess is that a transition to your next topic? Not just yet. I was <laughs> just one more thing. Uh, let's not jump the gun. Uh, just want to quickly shout out Buddy and Bar- and Barnes. Barnes was just overall solid. Didn't have you know eye popping numbers. He's coming back to earth a bit. But uh, as I mentioned in the last game, he kind of fills whatever hole you need. Like, oh, you guys don't have it going from outside? Let's, well, I'm going to start attacking, you know, going to the rim and drawing some free throws. He didn't get a lot of free throws this game, but like, you know, he still like attacked and just scored whenever needed. Like he, he plugs every hole and you can never kind of discount how much he does on defense. Like a lot of people will like say, well, he, this guy or that guy, that veteran guy that wasn't doing much out there. But we don't notice the mistakes that they don't make and that kind of keep that kind of keeps the ship steady and Barnes has been doing that and buddy like he was really hot like towards the end of the game like in the beginning of the fourth quarter before we sat him not that we really needed it but like you know he was he was an efficient player he had some really bad passes but like he did have some really nice passes and you know we got a little bit of more playmaker buddy in this game yeah, it's kind of the average I kind of want to see from Buddy, and yeah, this is the kind of Buddy I would like to see more of, where you know he shoots a good amount of threes for us, and uh, yeah, give us some dimes. And quickly shout out Davion Mitchell. Davy Davion had seven assists, but mm-hmm. and of course played his usual like really tough defense and just sm- kind of smothered um, Kate Cunningham on multiple possessions. Like, you know, he, he, okay, yeah, so he got, no, he did, they didn't play in the championship, but like he, he did guard, um, he did guard Kay Cunningham a lot during, la- during last year in college and was one of the smothering defenders that really annoyed the shit out of Cade. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, he was put back in the torture chamber. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad that he did get called uh, a few times. I mean, some were obvious and some were, eh could go the other way you know yeah there's it's davion's not getting a lot of love from the refs it's just the thing like he got trucked by josh jackson on a blocking call i that granted i didn't think was a charge to be fair i've seen that being called a charge before and i, I, I he's just not getting a lot of love like he ended up with four fouls and like i felt like two of those fouls were unwarranted it just felt like rookie calls for whatever reason he's just not getting love well, I mean, maybe next year things will change, kind of like how Tyrese changed. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll let, let's get to the person we've been constantly talking about uh, during this episode, Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley just kind of randomly just checked in on the court, checked into the game today and played 18 minutes. And, you know, is it a coincidence that... Uh, James Edwards and Jason Jones both uh, published a, an article talking about a possible Marvin Bagley trade to Detroit. Um, maybe, but 
Um, let, let's kind of get into why that kind of makes sense for Detroit and why that might make sense for the uh, Sacramento Kings. So Detroit right now is is without Kelly Olynyk. Almost at Kelly Oubre. Um, Kelly Olynyk, and without Kelly Olynyk, he's out for I believe at least six weeks, was what James Edwards said. The Pistons are kind of short on big guys right now, on just big men. Their only other, so it's Isaiah Stewart and Luca Garza as they're really only, only the, as they're only big men. And you know whatever you want to call Luca Garza, Luca Garza about six ten, but really isn't big enough to be you know a bit a, a center. So Marvin Bag trading for Marvin Bagley like would kind of fill that hole. And the fact that Marvin Bagley can kind of shoot also fills a need for a stretch five, stretch four. And they have guys that they're not really, that they can trade to, you know, that they don't need and might help the Kings. And the Kings right now are lacking in wing depth. And they have two wings that are very interesting in Amadou Diallo and Josh Jackson. Now, Now, do those two players interest you at all? I mean, after this game, definitely not Jackson. Uh, he's mm. <laughs> well. What do you do? Let me check real quick. Uh, he had four points, and all of them were free throws. So, yeah, not really a good scoring game for him. Uh, he, I mean, we were watching him. He had some weird tendencies uh, around uh, a game that kind of I wouldn't say jeopardized Detroit, but I mean it. It, it caused him quite a few turnovers, I guess you could say. Uh, other than that, I think I would say Diallo sounds uh, intriguing, to be honest. Uh, Diallo and Trey Wiles trade for Bagley sounds more intriguing. Diallo being, uh, I'd say, I think would be more beneficial for us, in my opinion. Josh Jackson, it will forever kind of be the guy that's always interesting because He's the guy that, you know, is a wing. He's a legit wing. Like, I think 6'8", 6'9", with a 6'9", wingspan. Like, the theory of him works. But you watch him play. Like, the IQ is subterranean. It just does dumb shit (laughs) for whatever reason. And, you know, this game was no different. He just does weird things. And, you know, I don't don't know what to think of him. Like, you know, the... The, red, the personality issues are pretty well known for the most part. Like, although I will say, like, the Kings are not in a position to just deny talent um, for the sake of red, quote-unquote, red flags. But, like, man, if Josh Jackson... I would not be advocating for a Josh Jackson trade for Marvin. I'll just say that. Hamadou Diallo is a bit of a safer pick, although, oh, this is actually interesting. Josh Jackson... Josh Jackson, say that a bunch of times... Like he had a he had a game worth minus twenty three. Amadou Diallo game best plus eight. Granted, hmm. it was garbage time though. Yeah. But no one gave a shit basically. Yeah. So it's not something that's right home about. But Amadou Diallo, like the only issue I know that he has is that he can't really shoot. But everything else about him is pretty good. He plays with good energy, a decent enough defender, a bit on the, on the smaller end of wings, like a six-five. I don't know what his wingspan is, but like he's an interesting prospect to me that I wouldn't mind taking a chance on, especially that especially if Marvin is you know deemed a sunk cost. 
Yeah, it's too bad. But uh, what are you? What's your thoughts on Trey Wiles? Because for me, it's kind of, eh. I don't know if we'll give him play time. To be honest. Yes, that was the other guy that was mentioned in the article. I think they need that. I think they need Trey Lyles to make the money work. And with and also, there's also some trade restrictions. For to trade for Hamadou Diallo and Trey Lyles, we would have to wait till December 15th because that they, they signed contracts, I believe, this offseason. So they can't be traded until then. Josh Jackson can be traded today if need be. So, you know, again, that's up to you. What Whatever you guys want to, whatever you guys prefer. Luca Garza is kind of tricky just because his stats are very pedestrian, to say the least. He's a 34% career three-point shooter. He actually began, the, he actually, in the month of October, granted it wasn't that many games, shot 40% from three has cooled down to 28% in the month of November. Okay, a very up and down shooter for the most part. And you you actually said you were out on when you when you saw him shot, shoot an air ball on an open 3 in the first quarter when, <laughs> when everyone was just could not just could not uh call. They just could not fi- figure out how to make shots, but like I mean, you know, this this team does need a 4 ish kind of like a, a, a positional like a power forward kind of guy around 610 could move reasonably well could play some defense and can shoot as a bonus like that would be an intriguing thing to you know explore i don't think he'll end up doing much if we end up trading for him yeah i mean those type of guys are pretty much a rare commodity these days and I mean, those are called superstars <laughs> so, yeah yeah <laughs> And uh, especially uh, what we're trying to trade, which is Marvin Bagley, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be hard to get something back of somewhat value. I remember back in the day um, when I think someone said this was during the Cavs era of mm-hmm. when LeBron was still there, and like one of the things someone said, you know, the one thing they need to upgrade is at the Kevin Love position. They, they, need, they need Kevin Love but with defense. Oh. And and I'm like, <laughs> then that's the greatest player of all time. <laughs> like, what are we talking <laughs> about? Like, Kevin Love with defense is a, would be a damn good player to say the least. So, I, I don't know where we'll find that. You know, there is one guy that's out there, although again, the price still continues to be outrageous. And Simmons is sitting out there. Apparently the 76ers just find him again. Apparently, um, so like that would be kind of a solution. I mean, the shooting wouldn't fix at all. It's like you know he's not gonna provide any shooting, but like he fixes a lot of defensive issues for us. I just would not be in the. I'm not in the camp of trading anything substantial for him. And that includes De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, and almost to a certain degree, Buddy Heal. Like, I'm, I'm on that. I'm, I'm, I'm to that point where I'm like, do we even trade Buddy Heal for him? <sighs> we would have to for to make the contracts work, but yeah. you know, it, it's getting to that point for me. Yeah, I don't know. Whoever team trades for him would, I, I, like I said, I'm still waiting to see what kind of value he has to other teams and what kind of va- or what kind of assets do, uh, the Sixers will gain from him. So. We'll see because I, I'm surprised he's still at this high value. Well, he doesn't have high value. Uh, Darren Morey just 
it just wants high value for him and ain't nobody paying it that's why he's still there yeah it's unfortunate that's how that's how it is but i mean this is the ugly side of business in, in the nba um, unfortunately but back oh. to the topic at hand oh sorry were you about to say something oh no go on like back to the topic at hand like yeah bagley to detroit kind of makes sense especially if you can kind of get back like a hamadou diallo for example like that wouldn't be the worst thing it's a, you know you, you know take a flyer on a guy like him and you know see what comes of it but you know since we are lacking the wing death like you know louis king is kind of sitting in stockton like we never we don't know if he's going to just get called up in the middle of the season and maybe i wouldn't say that solves our wing issue but it does give us a lot of depth you know give us a little bit extra depth if you know once he joins the main roster yeah that'd be interesting because so far he i mean from what i've heard uh, he seems pretty uh, doing pretty well that G week uh, we'll see if it'll translate to nba i mean hopefully so to be honest because uh, I, don't, I don't know getting getting a little anxious for that small forward position and yeah and you know uh, to kind of close the bagley section like i mean it, it, it's pretty much done at this point like he's kind of burned he's konda burned that bridge and you know i was i was kind of disappointed that it, it has come to that and you know the fact that he didn't want to play dur- during the phoenix game and you know just randomly starts playing in this game like it's kind of weird but yeah i think i think that bridge is done like you know at this point it's a sunk cost you just trade him for something of value and you know hopefully he, he finds a career resurgence oh by the way detroit fans were not a fan of trading for him <laughs> there a, there a lot of guys that were reading the athletic re- that were commenting in the article i was not a fan of this trade know to be fair fans don't make any decisions and uh, you know the front office does what they can he's marvin's a good buy low candidate honestly like talk about like buying low on a guy taking a flyer on a guy like he does have a lot of talent and you know in the right situation if you just allow him to learn maybe he turns into something you never know yeah i mean hopefully he does find that sort of place somewhere yeah well Hopefully he does. So, because you know, we do, you know, like I know we're kind of crapping on him right now, but like, you know, Marvin's a nice kid from everything I've heard about him. Like, it's just unfortunate that this situation just hasn't worked out, you know. And you know, I just, I feel, I feel bad for the kid, and just hopefully, again, he finds a place where he can begin to blossom. But at the same time, he needs an ego check a little bit. And the people around him also need just need a real reality check. Like at this point, the chances of him becoming a superstar are slim, to say the least, slim to none, basically. And he needs to just uh, like learn that, you know, some 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 people can be superstars in their roles, and he can t- really be he can learn to be one. And know if given the chance like be a, be a real like nba star but as it stands right now he needs to start from square one and just learn how to play the game because like watching him play today like it's just kind of shows you how behind the eight ball he is especially on defense and just like learning how to kind of fit into an offensive system like you just said we need to run plays for him at this point he's not good enough to ever demand that at, at any point he's gotta he's gotta play the role and just find your offense and let the offense come to him. 
Yeah, I guess we shall see about him. And hopefully he does. Uh, we wish the best to Marvin. I know he's still on the team right now, and we're kind of giving him a eulogy. But, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, hope, I, I wish the best for him. And uh, honestly, I wish this this situation would kind of go away, much like the Ben Simmons situation. Just go away. Like, tired of hearing about it, tired of reading about it. It's kind of set King's Twitter on fire and make them very unbearable, to say the least. Okay, well, th- thank you guys for listening to that one. As we said on the top, kind of on the top of the show, Luke Walton survives another day. And we are on to Minnesota on Wednesday. So we'll probably be coming to you guys with an episode. I don't know yet. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll see. What time? Wait, what time is the game again? It is at 5. Ooh, okay, that might be a little tough. But yeah, well, we shall see as low as nine dollars in the target center no way <laughs> that doesn't sound right right i don't know maybe it's like upper 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 bowl let me just check real quick there are three there are first floor seats that are 59 dollars wow 30 dollars 19 dollars jesus <laughs> yeah i guess they haven't renovated yet I mean, is it snowing out there? I mean, maybe that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. One of the reasons why their attendance is one of the lowest. It's it's a pain in the ass to travel in that area. Yeah, I would assume so. So much snow. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it, and we'll catch you guys back on Wednesday. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. (laughs) 